0: How to maintain the power of God on your life. That's what I want to talk to you about. How to receive and keep God's power in our lives. Not just receiving, but keeping. Because I think this is so key on how do I, Benny Hinn, what do I do to keep God's presence and power in my life? And I'm gonna give you some beautiful keys from the scriptures that are gonna really help you and bless you. And Lord, I thank you for your word. Where would we be without your word, Lord? I don't even wanna think about it. To you be the praise for giving us your word. All the honor and glory, precious Jesus, belongs to you now and forever. And God's sweet people said amen and thank you for being my family, my wonderful partners. And I have Bruce Hughes with me. That's you are hearing all this beautiful music here. He's here with the instrument. All right. Thank you, Bruce. How do I maintain the part of God in my life? Now, when when I look at the Bible and I look at the early church, I look at Acts chapter 6, and I see the, the glory of God, the blessings of God, the church multiplying beautifully, frankly. But, you know, how did they maintain that? That's the question. Um, And when people are really being blessed, I think we, we all have to be on our watch because Satan will redouble his efforts in distracting us and harming our walk with the Lord. And it is sad today you hear of so many believers that are walking away from the faith and not maintaining what God gave them years ago. Now, it, yes, it's possible to lose the blessings of God. It's possible to lose the Holy Spirit. I mean, why would David pray in, in Psalm 51, 11, take not thy Holy Spirit from me, if it's not possible to lose the Holy Spirit like Saul did? Um uh, You 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 think about uh, you think about Samson, who was so anointed by God in Judges in the book of Judges. If you look at at chapter fourteen, he is mightily anointed. You look at chapter sixteen and he's he's not anointed. He lost it, he he forsook the Lord, he fell into sin. Yes, God restored him, but that's God's grace and sovereignty. In some cases, like Saul, he wasn't restored. Saul started right if in, in 1 Samuel 10. He, he began with great power. And then in 1 Samuel 16, it's gone. He didn't keep it. Why? Well, because it's that's life. That's reality. And just because someone has received the power of God it doesn't mean that their character will stay holy and that's the problem they lose holiness that's what happened with samson that's what happened with saul david was afraid of that prior to say lord i i've sinned forgive me don't take your spirit from me because he knew there's there's a danger that he could lose with god so When you look at the church, for example, uh, in Galatia, written in in the New Testament, or the church in Corinth, who experienced incredible blessings, ended up, like the church in Galatia, ended up in legalism. Why, Why did Paul even write the book of Galatians? Because they were losing the power of God. They were losing God's blessings on their life and and what you know these are like powerful words when you read galatians he starts by saying this he said well let me just uh, uh, go go from there and read right through and then i will show you what what he says to this same same uh, you know group of people uh, galatians chapter 3 i meant to say verse 1 sorry galatians 3 verse 1 o foolish galatians who, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only what I learn of you. D- did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, that you're now made perfect by the flesh? And then he, 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 he goes on to ask some questions like, have you suffered so many things in vain? Okay. So here's the church in Galatia. They started right in Galatians 1. He talks about the blessings of God. And then in chapter 3, bang, he, he, he hits them while he was writing. He said, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? He said, I want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit of God by faith or by law? Are you so foolish that you you, you you began in the spirit and now you're looking for perfection in the flesh? Have you suffered persecution for nothing? Or the church in Corinth, let's look at that one because this is quite eye-opening, frankly. 1 Corinthians 1, 11 says, It had been declared... Unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, there are contentions among you. Now this church, when you look at this church, and let's go to chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. He says, And brethren, I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but unto carnal, I fed you with milk, and not meat, because you were not able to handle meat. You are yet now still carnal, because among you there's divisions and envying and strife. But if if you read, if you read, uh, chapter one. And you look at verse three. We 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 see and through verse seven. We see that at one time they walked well. It says, it says, Grace be unto you. This is chapter 1, verse, verse 3, uh, 1 Corinthians 1. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by Him in all utterance, in all knowledge even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So when they started, they were solid. They were confirmed in the Lord. That, he says, when when you began, because he reminded them of what their beginning was like. He said, "You you came behind in no gift, so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of the Lord. So you started okay. But now, not only are there divisions, but in in chapter 5 of the same book, in 1 Corinthians 5, beginning at verse 1, he says, and and you see the decline. They go from, you know, people who are in disagreement to now divisions and so forth. But look at chapter 5 it's reported commonly that there's fornication among you. And such fornication as, as, that is not even mentioned or named among the unbelievers. That a man should have his father's wife. So they, they went from, you've come behind in no gift, you're confirmed in Jesus, chapter 1. Now, chapter 3, there's envying and there's divisions, there's strife. And then you go to chapter 5. There's fornication. So what it's saying to me is it's possible to lose with God. It's possible for any one of us. That's why it says take heed lest you fall. So we have to understand what do I do? Stay strong. Now, this is something really important I don't want you missing. As we go on living the Christian life, we go from light to light. We go from truth to truth. We go from revelation to revelation. And it is It is dangerous when we're not walking in the present light God gives us. Or in the present truth God gives us. Or in the present revelation God gives us. So when I started as a Christian, the light that God gave me was much weaker and dimmer than the light I have today. The truth God gave me when I got saved was was really milk truth. Uh, The revelations I had when I was young, incomparable to today, were not powerful. They were were for, for children, for babies. So the Bible tells us, and this is the key, this is the key. Let's go to 1 John. This is really, and I think this is going to kind of put the lights on are going to come. You're going to get an understanding. And verse 6, for if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, what light? Present light. If we walk in the light we have today, then we have fellowship one with another. So we have to live, we have to walk in the present light, in the present truth. All right, so when I got saved, just like a child, God carried me. God fed me spoon by spoon. Then as I grew older, I had to learn how to walk myself, how to feed myself like it is in the natural. When I met the Holy Spirit in 1973 for a whole year, the presence of God was with me 24 hours a day. On a certain Monday night, at a rehearsal at Mervyn Miller Watson's, I'm talking to Michelle Flock, a friend in those days. She's asking me about my upbringing. As we are talking, that presence lifted. And I'm thinking, what did I say wrong? What did I do wrong? The week after, Sister Rebecca from Darmstadt, Germany, came to speak to our, to our people called the catacombs in those days. 3,000 young people would meet on Thursday night, and I was one of them. And I went up to her, and I told her, I said, I said, I think Jesus left me. I was I was shaken up, because the presence lit, lifted and didn't come back like I knew it for for a year. Oh, she said, I'm so glad now. You will learn to search for it. You'll learn to seek the Lord now. And it was like a revelation. She said the Lord did not leave you. She said the Lord pulled away so you would come look for him. Bang. Ah, I got it. There was, in the early 70s, we're talking 1974, I've had more glorious experiences in my life. Glorious, there's no way to describe what used to happen to me on platforms around the world with Bruce when he was there and, and all the others that were there, Jim and the Palmquist and on and on. The glory of God that would come that still comes. But back then it was like a year of it. But today, no. He requires that we search and seek him with all our hearts to find him. So today I can't walk in the light of the 70s. Or otherwise I would fall. I can't walk in the truth God gave me when I was young. I will not even survive. We have to walk in the light God gives us now to maintain his presence, to maintain his power. So receiving must be followed by increasing. You, can't re- you cannot protect the, the presence of God on your life unless it is growing knowledge of the Lord. We have to be renewed by the Spirit because it's not a once and for all experience. It's a continual experience. We, we, we are renewed, in fact, Paul said day by day. If you read 2 Corinthians 4, 16, he said, day by day, we are renewed. So the problem is, when someone is not walking in the present light and truth, they're not being renewed. And when we're not being renewed, everything is is gone. Everything is lost. So we, we see this continually in the Bible. The only church that understood this is the church in Ephesus that started strong and stayed strong. And look what he said to them. You are in heavenly places, chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And when you read, and Romans, same thing. The church in Rome was mighty and stayed mighty. And the church in Philippi. But the church in Galatia and Corinth, they didn't experience that. And you see in both books, he's rebuking them. He's telling them, you know, come on, get back to where where you started, both of them. But not so with the, with, with the Romans or, or, or the others, like even in uh, in Ephesus, in Philippi, in, in Colossae. Beautiful. Okay. The book of Hebrews was written to early Jewish believers who were under heavy persecution and were leaving the faith. That's why there were, there's warnings in Hebrews 6, very, very serious warnings about leaving the faith. And so... You know, it says if you've tasted the part of God and you, you fall away, there's no renewal. What he was talking about is apostasy. Because many of the early believers, the Jewish believers, were, were losing their, their place in their society. Their families were throwing them out. They weren't allowed to go to the synagogue. They were looked upon as a cult by the Romans. Nobody would even hire them for a job. And they wanted to go back to Judaism and, and Hebrews was written to keep them in the faith. So you see, it's very possible to lose. And that is the frightening thing. Okay, so our model is the, is the Lord. Jesus is our model. He is the one we look at. He is the one we have to look at. So he was spirit led. In Luke 4.1, he was led by the spirit. He was full of the spirit and was led. So we need to be led by the Spirit. He leads us and we maintain fullness. He was empowered by the Spirit. Now think about this. Think about this. He is empowered and led by the Spirit. Now he is tempted by the devil in a way not one of us has been tempted. 40 days and 40 nights without bread, without food, without water, in a desert, heat in the day, cold in the night, no shelter, no sustenance, no food, no water, and Satan is there. Who would last? Nobody, not one of us. How did the Lord last? What did he do to last? There's two things we see in him. The word was still there. He said, it is written. It was the Holy Spirit's power that kept him. But there's something else that kept him. Character. Character. Jesus was not only full of power and full of the Spirit. He was also John 1.14, I think, would give you the answer. And look, look, he was as much man as though he was not God, meaning you and I can live that kind of life. If we allow the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us, to empower us, and to use the word in us, to keep us empowered and led, and that's what we see in the life of the Lord, that Jesus was full of the word, the Old Testament. He knew it by heart the Holy Spirit used that word in him to guide him and lead him to empower him but look at something else and the word was made flesh I'm reading verse 14 of John 1 dwelt among us we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of what? grace and truth that's character power without character will not produce Jesus was full of grace full of truth, not just power, not just presence. So how great would those miracles have been if Jesus did not show grace? Power without grace means nothing. How effective would those healings had had been had he not been moved with compassion Grace, truth. Um, You see his compassion when he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. He wept first and then he raised the dead. Miracles, they don't change lives. But Jesus revealed his grace. And his truth to the crowds. And that's why thousands of them followed him and were changed. But those who were looking for signs and wonders. They didn't, They could not see his, his grace. They couldn't see his truth. They were blinded by their own hate for him. Because they did hate him. It says they hated me without a cause. Charisma without character will bring destruction. Charisma without character will bring ruin. It's dangerous, frankly. Think about Balaam. He had charisma, but no character. Wow. So, the Lord showed us how to demonstrate fullness. It's a moment-by-moment Savior we have. It's a moment-by-moment faith we live in. And it's a moment-by-moment infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that's how we keep. Thank you, Bruce. That's how we keep the power of God. In John 7, 37 and 38, there's a precious Breathe upon me, Spirit of the Lord, as I lift my hands in surrender to your name. Most high, I'm yielding to your Spirit. I love it when Melissa's with me, because I can just worship and he can just follow me. Thank you, Jesus. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that word believeth is a continuous tense word. It's a continual believing. He that believeth continually, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water would you lift your hands to heaven saints one one more time please Bruce breathe upon me breathe upon me breath of God and on you too ask him breathe upon me spirit of the Lord as I lift my hands and surrender to your name most high I'm yielding to your holy spirit I'm walking and want to keep walking in your love Jesus I adore Jesus I adore Jesus I adore Your holy Lord, bless them. Lord, I pray as they give to your work today, and Lord, I pray that you'll speak to them to give, that you will honor them as they honor you. For you said, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of all your increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses will burst out with new wine. The Lord, as they honor you with your, because of your word with their substance, you'll bless them and increase them enlarge their territory lord and give them a great tomorrow and a blessed future for them and their families in jesus name financially amen and amen so much love to you but go ahead and give and so you'll see today on the platform you're watching me on or you can go to our website benningham.org which is the simplest way to do it or simply text bhm four five seven seven. much love to you and I'll see you again tomorrow for another beautiful day beautiful program and uh, I'm going to have Bruce come back quite often here because I love it when I can worship the Lord and bless his holy name thank you Lord for your people bless them increase them on every side and yes Lord I pray today establish them in you establish them in you and Lord save loved ones LET THIS BE THE YEAR FOR SALVATION FOR OUR LOVED ONES, IN JESUS' PRECIOUS NAME. AND God, PEOPLE SAY AMEN, MUCH LOVE, AND SHALOM. BENEHAND MINISTRIES HAS STAYED ON THE CUTTING EDGE FOR THE PAST FIVE DECADES. THE LORD MADE IT CLEAR THAT KEEPING AND STORING ALL ARCHIVES AND RESOURCES SHOULD BE A TOP PRIORITY. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory, because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on, you can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.